1: 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 says that God's Word is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Now, if you've been with us on our journey, you're going to say, but we're not in 2 Timothy yet. And you're right about that. I give you that verse because there's a beautiful order there. It's actually the order of the epistles found in our New Testament. Doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction. You remember that we began with Romans in Paul's letters, and Romans was basically doctrine. Then you come to Corinthians, and what is Corinthians? It's basically reproof. And now we've come to Galatians, and what is Galatians? Galatians is primarily correction. Now, Paul is correcting some perversion of the true gospel. I can't think of a book that speaks any more to the great need in churches and in Christianity today than the book of Galatians, because there's so much perversion of truth. There's so many voices saying so many things. We need a a spiritual reset button, a return to the simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity that is in Jesus Christ. This particular book was Martin Luther's favorite book for dealing with the Roman Catholic Church, and you'll find out why shortly. Galatians has been called the Christian's Magna Carta, or Declaration of Independence. And it's powerful because it's all about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And lest you think that the gospel is only for lost people, may I remind you that the gospel is the ground out of which every other good thing in your life grows. For example, this book begins with a personal section, the Apostle Paul speaking about his own life and ministry, chapter 1 through chapter 2, verse 14. Then it moves to a doctrinal section that relates to the gospel, from chapter 2, verse 15, through chapter 4. But it ends with a practical section that relates to believers in chapters 5 and 6. And he actually talks there about the fruit of the Spirit. I say again, every good thing, everything from God in your life grows out of the gospel. That's why the gospel should not only be preached to lost people, but believers need to hear it again and again. Remember, Paul's writing to believers, talking about the gospel. His whole life was consumed with the gospel of Christ. He was God's apostle. He actually begins this letter to the church in Galatia with these words, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. What a powerful verse. Recently, as I read through the book of Galatians again, just devotionally, it dawned on me how many times the apostle Paul made a point to say this was not from men. This is not for men. You see, the gospel is all about God. It came from God. It's for God's glory. It points us to the Lord Jesus Christ and not to man. Paul had been saved by the gospel. He stood for the gospel. He was sent to preach the gospel. He even suffered for the gospel. He says in this verse, he he bears in his body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Literally, the gospel marked him through persecution. And friend, I'm going to tell you, if you stand for the true, the pure gospel of Jesus Christ, it will mark you too. Someone's going to call you a bigot. Someone's going to say you're prejudiced, you're narrow-minded. Oh, my friend, what you are is a person adhering to the truth. The great theme of the book of Galatians is this, guarding the gospel of grace. We're in Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 and verse 7. Paul says, I marvel." That ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Let me tell you, that's the devil's chief goal. He's a deceiver. He wants to add a little error to truth, a little mixture of poison with life. He wants to pervert the gospel of Christ. And Paul says, You've been removed from the the pure gospel, the grace of Christ, to another gospel. And he uses this phrase, which is not another. He means by that it's not just another message of the same gospel. It's not just another application of the truth. It's totally different. Friend, it's either all Christ or it's a totally different gospel. It's either the message of grace or it is the message of law. You say, what's the difference in the two? Well, the law says do. But grace, the gospel, says done. The law says run, but it gives you no legs. The gospel says fly, and it gives you wings. The law says if, but the gospel says therefore. The law says do, and thou shalt live. But the gospel says live, and thou shalt do. The law says pay me what you owe me. But the gospel says I freely forgive you and give you all. The law says The wages of sin is death. But the gospel says the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The law says you have to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. Uh, But the gospel says herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. The law says cursed is everyone that continueth not in all the things that are written in the book of the law to do them. But the gospel says blessed is the man whose iniquity is forgiven and whose sin is covered. The law demands holiness. The gospel of grace provides holiness. The law makes blessing the result of obedience, but the gospel makes obedience the result of gospel blessings. The law places the day of rest at the end of a week's work, but the gospel places the day of rest at the end of God's work and leaves us with the expectation of entering into His perfect rest. I'm telling you, there's a difference between the law and grace. There's a difference between our work and God's work. You see, the most dangerous error is the one that's closest to the truth. And so, if you're not careful, a little error sneaks into the doctrine of justification. A little error sneaks into the doctrine of sanctification. you got to know your enemy. That's why in this very book, Paul says, You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Now, there are many key verses, and I hesitate to choose one. Uh, full disclosure, my favorite verse of the Bible is found in this book. My life verse is Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, my friend, I could spend a long time on that one verse. But I believe the one verse that stands out as the key to this particular book is found in Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 1 because it has in it the key verse of the book. Now, there are many words used over and over in this letter. Law is used 31 times. Faith is used 22 times. Flesh is used 18 times. Spirit is used 15 times. Christ is used 43 times. But here's the key word. It is the word liberty. It's used more in this letter than any other letter. And it is seen in every chapter. And here it is in the key verse. Galatians 5 verse 1. Stand fast therefore in the liberty. Wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Friend, the gospel of the grace of Christ. Doesn't set you free to live however you want to live. And do what you want to do. Instead it sets you free From the bondage of sin and death and hell and guilt and shame, and it gives you the freedom to walk in Christ. It gives you liberty to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. The only limit on that liberty is the love of God. The boundary on that liberty is God Himself. I'm telling you, friend, the book of Galatians is a book that needs to be returned to. We need to meditate more on it, we need to study it and share it with others. And so with that in mind, I want to give you two simple challenges today. Number one, start to preach the gospel to yourself every day. (laughs) Every day, look in the mirror and say, you're a dirty, rotten sinner. You deserve hell, but Jesus died for you and rose from the dead. And you belong to Christ today. Preach the gospel to yourself. It'll keep lots of things in perspective in your own life and mind. But then number two, preach the gospel to someone else today. Take the book of Galatians and tell them they can be free in Jesus Christ. How do you guard the gospel of grace? By giving it, not by defending it. Go on the offense. The best defense is a good offense. Unleash the power of the gospel in your own life and the lives of others today, and God will use it to draw people to Jesus Christ.
0: Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible? the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, ScottPauly.org.